Hello and welcome to Beampod, the world's second favourite Marillion podcast. How are you, Sanya? I'm all right. How are you? Tired. I didn't sleep very well last night. I had an all night long dream. Wow. <laughs> uh, kept waking me up at different points. I'd, I'd wake up, drop back off to sleep and go back into the stressful dream in which my wife was cheating on me. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> dream selves are like the worst of the worst. Uh, oh, very stressful. Yeah, it sounds it. You, didn't you care. look stressed today. You, didn't, you, didn't you look care. stressed out. Oh, by it. it wasn't me. It was dream self, who we, which we know that our dream selves are the biggest. Oh, it's a word that I won't use on the podcast, but they are that word. Is the word dicks? That could be a word used for them. Yes, it's a word you used earlier. <laughs> so oh, why are you thinking, being coy now? I'm thinking of a worse word. That's why oh, I'm being coy. Oh, always trust the Aussie <laughs> to, to say that one. Well, we know that's what like our dream selves, they're, they're just like the worst of the worst. I do feel a little bit stressed and I'll tell you why, because I'm just conscious that we've got the Marillion weekend very soon and yes. I'm trying to sort of get bits of work done before that. Uh, oh. And I've got lots of little bits that sort of little sort niggly of, bits. Yeah, uh, and they all need doing. Um, I mean, it's weird. It's, in my head, it's like we're going away for two weeks. Yeah, you know, when it's, it's just really over not. a weekend. Yeah, but I think as well. Normally, after Marillion weekend, we need a bit of recovery time when we Th- get that's, back. Yeah, we definitely do. <laughs> that's that's the reality. Uh, the last time, actually, I. The last time we went to Port Zealand, I didn't feel too bad afterwards, um, which I was surprised about because I wasn't very well on the last night, shall we say. Um, But in previous times, it's like always been the Meridian flu, the famous Meridian flu that we all come back with, which this time, let's hope it's not Meridian COVID. Wow. Which two of our... Already starting off with such a positive attitude. I think it's something, I think everyone that goes there has to make that judgment call, don't they? They really? have to expect the unexpected. You know, two of our mates got COVID when they did the Poland weekend last year. Yeah, true. So, you know, I'm kind of fully expecting that I may not be well for a few weeks. After a few the weeks really turned weekend. into a few weeks now. Well, COVID. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, COVID, you know, it wipes you out. So, you know, that it's just an occupational hazard. You know, it's worth it for Marillion. This is what we do. Yep. It's a sacrifice we're willing to make. Yeah. You know, but I'm boosted because I'm old. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I've had my latest booster. Yeah. So you're protected. Well, yeah. But, you know, you can still get it, can't you? Yeah. I was boosted the first time I got it. Oh, anyway. Why did I close that door? Oh, God. Why did you? My smile appeared at the door. I even heard, left the door open. She heard talking right. and that she's like a moth to a flame. When she hears a conversation, she wants to be part of it. You're talking about my mother who's in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's the cat. I'm going to open the door. All right. Yeah. All right. She loves, she loves listening to our podcast. Never close the door when we're podcasting. No, that's true. I was trying to keep the warmth in. Yeah. I'm sitting here with gloves on and a coat on inside a sleeping bag because it's so cold. So cold. Wine, wine, wine. <laughs> whinge, whinge, oh, whinge. No, I was just saying why I closed the door. Um, so, bit of Marillion news. Uh, 
the new Meridian TV episode is out. Is that what they call it, Meridian TV? I don't know. Uh, that sounds right. That sounds th- right. Yeah. Um, let me. Let me. I'm going to look. Meridian Monthly. Sorry. Sorry. I'm Meridian mis- TV is a thing, though, isn't it? I think it they. I think familiar. they may have done a, a run of videos in the past called Meridian TV. I mean, it's not because it's. It's not on TV, it's on YouTube. So Beryllium Monthly. Can't believe it's okay. a month since the first one. This one had Rothers in it. Oh, That's... we still haven't seen it. Okay, I wasn't going to say that. Oh, no, but I'm disappointed because I really want to watch it. Well, yeah, we were going to watch it the other night, but then we ended Hopefully up, tonight. We ended we'll up watch watching it. our own YouTube video, which was <laughs> 40 minutes because it had a long interview with uh, the creator of the Fighting Fantasy books. If you want to go and watch that, it's on YouTube now. <laughs> Um, and uh, then last night we were out filming, weren't we? Until late. Until late. This is why so, we're, we're still cold from that. So by the time you've you've listened to this, we will have watched it because it's on, yes. on the uh, schedule for tonight. Yes. Can I also just say, while we're talking, while we're on the topic of monthlies, Peter Gabriel has ruined the full moon for me. Has there been a new full moon? He's not put out a single? No, no it hasn't this week. It was... Um, was it last week? I can't remember when it was. Oh, no, look, is it a full moon now? My watch is telling me it's a full moon now. Anyway. What the hell is time, going on? Every time I think about the moon, I automatically think about Peter Gabriel. Does, does... When it's the new moon, I'm like, oh, halfway until Peter Gabriel's new single, which I don't even listen to, so I don't know why. It's become so important to Does me. Does the moon, when you now think it's like, about oh, it... Now full moon. Oh, Peter Gabriel's new single's out. Does the moon, when you think about it, take on the shape of Peter Gabriel's face? <laughs> <laughs> it has become increasingly moon-like as he's gotten older. It uh, hasn't up until now, but now that you've said it, it might. Anyway, talking of former members of Genesis... Yes. Which is where I was going by mentioning Marillion Monthly. Oh. I know we haven't watched it. Now Sandy's let the cat out of the bag. I was going to pretend we have, but that's fine. But Rothers, we will watch it. Rothers this announced evening. that he's doing an album with Steve Hackett, who was Sanya, who was he? He was in Genesis. What instrument did he play? He played like a really cool instrument. What was the name of the instrument? It It's a mystery. No one really knows. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. I'd like to say guitarist. He was the guitarist, yes. He was the original guitarist in Genesis. Oh, so they're going to, like, guitar jam together. Well, yeah. I mean, I I wish wish we'd watched Marillion Monthly before sitting down to record, but um, I I don't know what that's going to sound like, but I'm very, very intrigued because I think, well, obviously Rothers is a genius, but I think Hackett is a brilliant guitarist as well. Um, And... You know, it, 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 he's been sort of floating around in Meridian circles for quite a while. Because Rothers did, a, I think, a solo on one of his Genesis Revisited albums. Oh, wow. Uh, and, of course, Ian was in a band, I think, with, with Hackett or played with Hackett back in the day. Don't quote me on that, but I think he did. Um, I told you I hadn't slept. Uh, so, you know, the band are, are friends with him. And by, by all accounts, they were Hackett came down to the racket club, so... They're going to be recording there. Well, that's yeah. exciting. Yet, yet another, yet another uh, Marillion Genesis crossover after Fish performing with Tony Banks oh. and then ringing them up and going, uh, are, you, are you considering me to replace Phil Collins? No, he didn't. He did. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> he, did. he did. He said it in an interview that he actually asked Tony Banks, you know, just wondered if I was in the mix. I just need to ask. 
Oh, <laughs> he's so brave because, like, I just wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> I read an interview, funny enough, with Tony Banks recently, um, mm. where he was talking about the first single that they did together, Shortcut Somewhere, mm. uh, Fish, Fish and Him, back when Fish was still in the band. And Tony Banks wasn't very complimentary about Marillion. <laughs> he didn't. Oh. But he did say, oh, yeah, but, you know, Fish has a similar sort of voice to, to Peter Gabriel. Um, oh, I wonder then if that's why Fish asked. Well, of course it was. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Because, you know, I think there were people that, that did wonder at the time. You know, he was he was a solo performer then. He'd left Marillion. But I don't know. Could you see Fish fitting in with the other members of Genesis? I, I really couldn't see that working I, really... I don't really know them that well the only one that i can't the one that i know the best which i don't know at all is phil collins well, he wouldn't have been in the band yeah so <laughs> I, I i am not that familiar with the members of genesis yeah anyway so... um hang on speaking of oh yeah genesis. um so do you think, you know, Rothers Love Space? Yes. Do you think he and Steve Hackett will release their album on some astronomical event? Like, because, you know. I wouldn't have thought if so. Peter Gabriel's using the full moon, he's claimed <laughs> it now as his. Well, what, like the astronomical event, like the kind of a, know, a like meteorite a... crashing into Earth and killing us all? Album out today, release date oh, tomorrow, the date, the date the asteroid strikes. <laughs> I don't know, something like... But all the planets align. Yeah, like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde, we're going to... That's not a really good time so to you, release So you've already had, like, the full moon ruined for you, and now you want it further ruined by other meteorological or astronomical... It hasn't been ruined for me. It's just every time I think of it, I think of Peter Gabriel. Ah. But it's a cool way of, you know, creating an association in your mind. So it's actually a really good marketing ploy. Ploy? Mm. Marketing technique. Ploy's all right. That's why um, Don't overthink it. <laughs> ploy. All marketing is a is a ploy. I suppose it is. Ploy? All right, <laughs> ploy? Ploy? Hello, ploys. Anyway, right, so we're, we're still on the hard shoulder. Uh, yep. I think if we can stick to our schedule and get another episode out next week, we might have the hard shoulder done by the time we did go to Port Zealand. I would hope so, Paul. I would really hope so because I'd like to come back from Port Zealand, do our episodes about Port Zealand or episode, maybe do some letters and then come back with a new leaf turned. Yeah, it, basically you want to be done with happiness is the road, don't you? Correct. I, I kind of do. It feels like this has dragged on forever. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we, we had a gap between the two volumes. It does feel like we've been but doing this one. I am so. enjoying it. Mm, good. Uh, so I'm not complaining. Okay, well, uh, throw me out. I mean, that's not a request <laughs> or a suggestion, <laughs> even though your dream self would. Okay, just leave my dream self out of it. She doesn't belong here. Throw me out, which I, I'm going to say this, this remaining selection of songs on volume two all kind of feel to me like leftovers from somewhere else the production is slightly more lush but you can really hear the fact that they were written alongside those somewhere else tracks i think in all were of they is this a fact or is this speculation this is a fact. yeah well this is a fact yeah because that's what they ended up doing they wrote so much material they split it into basically two albums then while they were trying to finish stuff off uh 
on what what would be the second album they ended up writing all that material that that ended up on essence so um yes and so if you hard, the hard shoulder is mainly songs that from that meant- date back to the somewhere else sessions oh. and if you remember I, from last week i mean i know you were only in the episode not you know necessarily listening to it if you remember i did say that some of these tracks appeared on the original that's correct track you listing. did say that but you said some not all well i only saw part of the, the listing of tracks oh. it was a photo that was like the bottom of a, a of a, a a list of songs oh anyway but you can hear it. it it you know whatever you can you can just hear it the types of instruments that are being used you know with throw me out being a a good example that sort of accordion mm. sound that it starts with that was something that they experimented with 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 somewhere else where they were trying to use sort of slightly different sounds and different different instruments even uh, i don't know if it is an accordion but that's what it sounds like it could be a harmonium i don't know i'm not an expert um so yeah you, you could just hear it oh. i think do you want to start yes i would like to okay so i'd first like to start by saying that this song was the one song that got stuck in my head the most Mm. out of the whole of the hard shoulder it was it was the earworm of the volume two collection of songs yeah just kept getting stuck in my head and I've never heard it before. And I was like, why have I never heard this song before? I love it. It's such a great song. It's so catchy. It It's just, it's a, I don't know. I reckon we are going to get it at the Meridian weekend. And do you know what I know? Really? Because it's not been, A, it's not been played and we know they're going to. So it's never been played? No. But B, I reckon we're going to get it with the choir noir. Oh, perfect. Yes, because that bit where they're singing the... Uh, uh-huh. Of course, yeah, because Quiet uh, Noir, I think they've said so Quiet nice. Noir are going to be there. I may, I may have made that up, but I think they, they are going to be there. Oh, I hope they up their volume. Which would be fantastic if they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, because if they do some of those songs from, from An Hour Before It's Dark with a live choir. Wow. Oh, amazing. Which is the sort of thing they would do at a Meridian Weekend. Yeah, you know, that's, that would that's, be absolutely phenomenal. Then this is another song they, that, you know, if they've got them, they absolutely have to do it. Do it. Yes. They have to do yeah. this song. This song with a choir would be absolutely... Would be show-stopping, Sensational, I yeah. Oh, I can't believe they've never played it before. No, well... I mean Why? the choir. Well, partly probably because of that choir thing. I mean the 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 choir, which was I believe made up of like people like Lucy and Stephanie and various. Oh wow! I, I may be wrong, but I think sort of some of the web fan club people were were involved. So it was just whoever they could get to stand around a microphone really and 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 do it. But you know, seeing it with a professional choir would be incredible. Ah, that would be amazing. Yes, I love it. I think it's such a great song. Um, yeah, again, with the strings and the horn-type sounds, it they add a really unique quality to the song. So it was another one where I thought, I haven't really heard a lot of Marillion songs that have this kind of quality of sound to them. Mm. Um, and then especially when they're paired with the electric guitar, thought that's such a, a magical combination and this it sounded like there was an oboe in it yeah well, i don't this know is what I'm, talking I'm not about. like fully well, versed I, with my instruments I can but tell you. 
especially woodwind instruments but it really sounded like there was an oboe in there and that oh it's just like i love it i love it i've got a feeling you may be right because i think um i'm gonna look it up sorry i should have done this in advance but i didn't sleep so yeah uh, okay um i don't know but they were because there were additional musicians on the album sam morris who uh, has played with them on stage when they did friends from the orchestra he does french horn on real tears for sale um but it doesn't oh, wow. just doesn't list um, i mean maybe it was the keyboard that yeah. was made to sound like an oboe yeah mm. i don't know whatever it was it worked it it added such a unique quality to the song it gave it a little bit of special spark and magic which made it its yeah. own thing and Another nice touch that I really appreciated was um, when H is singing I'm Recyclable, that bit at the end. Yeah, yeah. How it it goes from, like, the left ear to the right ear in your headphones. Nice. Clever bit of production. Oh, it's just so satisfying that's, to that's listen Mike to. Mike Hunter for you doing his thing. Really satisfying to listen to. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, for me, um, I, I, yeah, it's... It, <laughs> Again, it does sound very somewhere else to me, but I really like, I've always really liked it because like you said, it doesn't really sound like anything else no. they've done. Which is why um, I'm shocked that it has never been played. But again, it's, that, it's probably because of that choir bit. You, you'd have yeah. to get. But also, but I sure, don't. You could probably get choir sounds programmed into a Well, yeah, which is what they did for the An Hour Before It's Dark to her. That's literally what they did. But, yeah. But this song is sort of feels like it's so kind of building towards that that mm. I, I really think oh a live choir would make it come yeah. to life plus as well on top of that i don't think it's a fan favorite it's a really? nice song but i don't think it's it's a favorite but perhaps only because it hasn't been played well yeah live. but we've said this haven't we we've said this about so many songs that really should be up there but because you know they insist on playing neverland endlessly yeah <laughs> thus every time they play it bumping it up in the you know and best of lists sorry i'm saying it now when best of lists are voted on nine times out of ten a lot of the probably that's that's too high but a, a lot of what goes into those best of lists they're really most familiar lists you know it, it's songs that people are most familiar with uh, you know really you know that that's part of it this is complete not completely off topic, but slightly off topic. I wonder what the Guinness World Record for most played live song is and whether oh, Marillion could get there with Neverland. Live, played live. Probably sad by the Beatles because you're probably talking about the covers that... No, but played live by the actual band. Right. Oh, okay. That created they, they it. Definitely. So not a Beatles. cover. Well, you'd have to look up who's played more gigs than anyone else. Mm. Um yeah. Hmm. But talking of the Beatles, uh, yes. I, this is a very Beatles song. It is, Beatles. isn't it? Yeah, Beatles it really Beatles-y. is. Yeah, it, it, yes, is. It, it, it is. It's their Beatles influence worn on their sleeves. Yeah. It so sounds like something the Beatles could have done. And, you know, even from the sort of ticking clock that kind of starts mm. it, the accordion. Um, Which, can, up, we, just, can yes. we just point out the nice segue that the ticking clock creates from... The theme oh, yeah. of um, 
The previous son. The previous <laughs> Older than me. Just had to double check the yes. name. Older than me. Yeah. I actually thought it was part of older than me. At yeah, first. I like I like the way they, they're kind of joined. Yeah. Um, but it, the way it starts as well, it's sort of very kind of doomy. It's kind of almost like a sort of funeral march atmosphere mm. before it kind of goes into that that choir and the way. I really like it. It's an underrated song. Absolutely. Which is seems to be becoming the case more and more with this second volume and what I said to you a few weeks ago which I don't think it's the problem with any of the songs individually it's all of them together somehow don't gel mm. um, and also on top of that coming off the back of Essence which is you know yeah. fearless yeah the, you know they, they by comparison don't stand up as well but um, lyrically, do you want to talk about it? I mean, I personally think it's quite straightforward and clearly another reason why this song obviously is not dates right. from somewhere else. Dates? Oh, right. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, I, I thought you were going to say another reason why the song isn't played live. Oh, no. It, it, it brings he back doesn't, bad that. memories. He doesn't care, does he? Oh, he not might. Anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think the meaning is quite self-evident. Yeah. Uh, he got kicked out. And the way that the lyrics say how my heart jumped and my head thumped as this hard earth came up and bumped as I was dumped. That's a cool little ditty. It's a little bit Edward Lear. Um, uh. Who's Edward Lear? <laughs> I'm so ignorant. <laughs> Limerick writer. Oh. <laughs> oh, I like the rhythm of no, it. No, I like it. And I like as well what the music does behind that as well. It goes dum, 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 yeah. dum. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he says uh, another bit where he says, stood at the boundary without a clue. And I think that these sentences imply that this may have been an unexpected occurrence and had come out of the blue, this being thrown out. So I guess that this song, or through this song, he's trying to make sense of it. He's still processing it. It's it's like he's trying to understand why it happened. And on, on a surface le level, maybe taking some sort of responsibility for it. But I'm not sure at this point how clear the understanding of it is. Because he says stuff like, you seem to be at your wit's end. I tore apart my oldest friend. Right. So that's one part of kind of taking a responsibility, a bit of self-blame. Uh, testing your patience every day, opening drawers, getting in the way, making a mess while you're trying to clean. I guess that's my function. Know what I mean? But if you look at that, they seem to all be relatively minor things and generally not a reason why somebody would end a serious relationship with someone else so sharply and unexpectedly. So why I think this is all just fresh processing or processing of a fresh event is because there's this self-loathing mixed with a bit of self-pity, which would be understandable in the situation. And I'm not really getting a sense that there's a really true understanding of what caused the other person to reach this tipping point hmm. so at this point in time his understanding of the event seems to be mainly based around a kind of 
I mean, I don't want to call it like victim mentality because that seems a bit mean, but kind of like a little bit self-pitying attitude of like, oh, I'm so rubbish. I always get in the way. Oh, no wonder you wanted to get rid of me, which kind of ends up portraying the other person as a bit of a shallow and callous psychopath, frankly. Right. Like someone who is going to dump you because you just get in the way while they're cleaning. Or repeatedly opening drawers. Yeah. Which, but can I just say, it has always made me laugh, that line. Oh, has <laughs> because it's just this thought someone just going around like opening randomly opening the drawers. drawers like some Yeah, I mean, I guess if they're doing it 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> to leave them open. Maybe it is understandable that you'd reach... <laughs> like you'd... somebody uses too much talcum powder, for instance, Sanya. No, like... that's not a reason to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Until, until I until I dial back on that. By the way, talcum powder isn't a euphemism. I'm literally talking about talcum powder. <laughs> I love talcum powder. What can I say? I like I like dry balls. Um, <laughs> but uh, Sanya, it was driving you to well, distraction. It wasn't the talcum powder. It was the talcum powder covering everything: the floor, the sink, the bath, the toilet seat. Everything was had a white film of it over well, it. I had to use a lot of talcum powder because I've got big balls. <laughs> Swollen balls. So sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> but, but that's my point. Like little things that can add up until yeah, until, that... until like in your husband's dream, you cheat on him. Oh my uh, god, that that wasn't <laughs> me. Look, your dream self in my dreams hasn't always been an angel either. All right. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, even if it was a little thing like that, that added up and added up, would you just flip out and kick someone out? Like, I just, it makes me think that only really some kind of psychopath would be someone who well, okay, would treat. Literally so, referring to Adrian's ex-wife as a psychopath here. I just think dine it back a bit, rein it in. Okay. No, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that she is a psychopath. I'm saying the lyrics kind of portray the person. It might right. not be a real person. These could be like metaphorical lyrics. I, um, it's weird. I don't see it like that. You know, it, it's portraying someone who would treat a person they're in a serious relationship like a recyclable bottle or something that, that would kick someone out and make them homeless just because they got in their way occasionally. I just feel that there might be more to the story that is not reached the point well, of processing yeah. yet. But I, I, I don't see this song in isolation. You know, there are a lot of songs that he's written about this subject. Mm. You know, Now She'll Never Know. Uh, well, I mean, you know, the only unforgivable thing somewhere well, else, okay. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I don't... But this is a point, this sounds like it's a point in time where the being kicked out is fresh. So it's yes. not... It's, it's like he's reeling and not fully understanding how all the puzzle pieces of the situation fit together. So he's kind of like grasping at, oh, it must be because I just get in the way. It must be just, I don't, you know, do you uh, know what I mean? I mean, I think how I, my reading of it is that the damage, the big damage was done. Hmm. And it's, a, it's about a relationship where that damage is done and then there are lots of little things that that push you towards the tipping point. True, yeah. but that's not being acknowledged in the song. 
but I tore apart this... my oldest friend. And then it seems to me, it, I don't think, it doesn't feel to me like it's blaming her. No, it feels like it's kind of like self-blaming, but in a way that's, it's like, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm so rubbish. You know, of course you're going to throw me out because I just, I suck. Well, yeah, that, that's that what doesn't... it seems to me. It seems sincere. Yeah, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm rubbish. I just get in the way. You but know. that's not a real, someone wouldn't break up with you for that, surely. No, Unless but that's my point. They don't really that, love no, you. No, they would. That's my entire point is that they would because, because the damage has been done. Right, that's so. Yeah, okay, that's it's a continuum. Yeah, the damage has been done, and then if after something big has happened in a marriage, and I'm talking from experience, after something big has happened in a marriage, if you don't make steps to change things, if you just carry on as normal, those uh, and don't make extra effort to repair it, then or even acknowledge it. But I'm not even feeling like it's big. The actual hurt is being acknowledged in this okay, song. Okay, you keep saying that, but I, 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 okay, but that doesn't mean it can't put everything into one song. This this song is feels to me like it's about the moment, at, at the point of, you know, the full stop at the end of the relationship, you know, and the last few things that led to that because. You know, so the little irritations, the little niggles build up on top of a massive oh, wound. A massive wound. That's my point. Yes. You know, and he's written about that, you know, literally, uh, you yeah. know, that stuff. This is more about the other things. That the little niggles. We've already had I tore apart my oldest friend. And then on top of that, some of those little things, those niggles, et cetera, et cetera, wouldn't necessarily have been niggles or deal breakers if it hadn't been for the, the big, big hurt. Absolutely. But sort of then saying, oh, just throw me out. I'm recyclable. I'm biodegradable. For me, it personally, it comes across as saying, yeah, that's right. Just chuck me out. Like the I other person like is making, is is like just this cruel, callous, heartless person. That I would, don't see you know, like that. You're, I think you you're reading person. too much into it. Maybe. You're projecting way too much onto it. <laughs> I feel bad for her. That yes, she's so do I. like a villain. I don't feel like, she is, you know, though. You're kicking me out because, oh, don't don't worry about me. I'm just like a, I'm, I'm biodegradable. I'll be fine. And it's like, but, but like she's been really hurt. I don't, I, I don't see there's any degree of blaming there. I don't see any of that in the song. I don't know what you're. I'm not see, no, no, I'm not what seeing. I'm not seeing blame. I'm not seeing blame. I'm seeing more, a, like there's not. I'm seeing more a kind of, um, perhaps feeling like a victim rather than sort of understanding why the person might have reached that point. Point to me the lyrics where he's he's a vict he's being a victim in this. Yes. Okay. Um. Saying, I haven't got the lyrics right here. I have. I because I think they're brilliant lyrics, and I don't. Oh, think, I think no. I don't think they're problematic I, at all. I'm not knocking the lyrics. I am not knocking the lyrics at all. I'm not knocking the song. I'm just sort of saying the the, you know, just the whole sense of. No, I want the, you to point okay, into yes. not the sense of, that you're yes. projecting. Onto okay, it. so this the sense of kind of not really understand. Maybe feeling a bit like a victim, not understanding what might have driven the person to this point are things like, I stood at the boundary without a clue. I don't think it means Unrequired. That. Yeah. Unrequired. 
because I tested your patience every day, opening drawers, getting in the way, making a mess while you're trying to clean. I guess that's my function. Throw me out. Don't worry, babe. I'm recyclable. I'm biodegradable. That does feel like, oh, woe is me. I've, you know, I haven't really done anything wrong except I've just been living my existence and that got in the way. I think the without a clue isn't about without a clue what led to this because he says at the beginning, I tore apart my oldest friend. Without a clue is like, without without a clue as to what to do next. I'm lost. Right. You know, it says, you know, as this hard earth came up and bumped. You know, he doesn't know what to do. That to me says that it was unexpected. It was like... Yeah, because that's that's the way sometimes, you know, you no fell. one expects it. You know, I, okay, now if if I'm talking about the moment that my previous marriage ended and it had been in a shitty state for a long time and there had been some big damage there, but when I reached that tipping point and I said it's over, you know, because it did come from me because I reached my tipping point, the my ex was still shocked. You know, still had this shock and literally saying, I can't believe this is happening. Now, you know, which I mean, I still felt terrible about. But to me, it was like, well, this was this was inevitable. That, But to you, but not to her. So it seems like maybe to his ex-wife, it was it it wasn't a shock. Like, Sorry, not a shock. His ex-wife had reasons, but it was a shock for him because he didn't understand. Perhaps your ex-wife didn't really understand why you were breaking up with her either. She did, though. Um, you know, but what I'm talking about is that moment that it happens. Because he talks about stood at the boundary, boundary of the house. This is literally the moment it happens. And it, it it's bewildering, is my point. You know, it, it's your, your mind is reeling. And yeah, that completely understandable. I, so I get that. Bit. I just, I just, I, get, I don't know. But We're this just is why have I to said agree this, to disagree. Yeah, this. this is why I said for me it was that it was um, representative of the processing of an event that was still fresh because you're not fully clear on why it happened. You're not fully, you haven't fully pieced all the pieces together. It's just happened, and you're kind of going, uh, "Oh, it's because I was rubbish and in the way." I, I, anyway, I just I don't think it's that at all. I just think those were the tipping points, and I think you know to say that the song portrays the other party as a psychopath is about as extreme as anything <laughs> anything you've e- ever said. I feel incredibly sorry for her, and I don't think the song doesn't either. I think the song, but to sort of say to someone, "Yeah, don't worry about me, babe. Just throw me out. I'm recyclable." It does feel like she's a really callous person that's just making their husband who they've been in a relationship for ages homeless because he's just a piece of recyclable rubbish or something i think you're reading too much into it I'm, I'm, i still love I, the song i think i think i still love the I, song. I think you're putting a, a layer of something on it that i don't see personally um but you know i i let's say for me it it's it's that moment of confusion. It's that moment of like a reeling from I think a, a we're massive saying, life-changing event. Yeah. But I don't, I really don't. We're think. saying the same thing there. And I'm thinking, I'm saying that I think part of this not fully, like part of this sort of feeling hard done by is because. I don't see it, that. It's re- I don't because see the it's in a state of reeling from such a. I don't see where he said. Really? It's I, so clear. Where? 
I don't everywhere. see it. Well, just calling yourself recyclable. Well, okay, recyclable. Don't worry about it. You me, know, I, I think... guess that's my function. Know what I mean? Getting it, making a mess. Oh, I guess that's my function. Anyway, I think we should move on because this, All right. <laughs> the listeners are going to be sick of this now. Just, we're clearly not going to make each other. I don't think we're saying anything like, massively so... different because I'm saying that the songs, it, it, I'm saying this perfectly portrays a moment in time like that when you're reeling from a huge life-changing event and you don't fully understand why it's happened or how it's come to this point. But he does understand because he says that. But maybe he didn't I tore apart my oldest friend. So he does understand. You seem to be at your wit's end. I tore apart my oldest friend. That seems to make very clear. Mm. And that for me informs the rest of the lyrics. You know, I tore apart my oldest friend. You are someone I care about. My oldest friend. And I hurt you. Right. I yeah. hurt you. It's totally owning it. It's totally owning his actions. You know, and, and then on top of that, I don't think it's self-pity. I think there's self-loathing. Self-loathing, yes. It's not self-pity. Yes, yeah, they're self, two totally I, different well, things. Well, maybe a bit of both. Uh, well, okay, but you can still. Which is, you know, I'm you not know, blaming. He was homeless. I am <laughs> not blaming him. I'm saying it's perfectly understandable to feel that way. I think anyone in that situation would feel that way. I'm not like judging him as wrong. It's absolutely one hundred percent understandable. I, I think he's owning everything in this. Testing your patience. Anyway, let's just move on because I think you know. Anyway, whatever, uh, I hope the next song you can agree is a much more kind song towards the next part. <laughs> um, maybe. Oh, shit. <laughs> half the world. Go on, then. <laughs> um, half the world. Okay, so musically, the first, the starting bars really remind me of Half Full Jam for some reason. It's like I nearly started singing, I used to be half empty, now I'm half full, oh, as it starts, just strange. like the very, very beginning. It feels like those, they could be, um, what's the word when you put, mashed up, when you put the two songs together? Mash up, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think there's another word, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I think it's a cute little upbeat poppy song it's it's nice yeah that's it it's not i don't have a lot to say about it musically it's you know a nice little song it still feels to me like it could have come off somewhere else yeah uh and yeah for me i i I, i've always loved this i it's you know i get it's not gonna be in anyone's kind of top 20 favourite Marillion songs, but I've always loved the poppiness of it. And for me, and this might be controversial, it's my favourite H vocal performance on the album because his voice just sits on this kind of music so nicely. Mm. And you hear, again, I'm going to upset some people by saying this, but you compare his vocals against this music compared to whatever is wrong with you. Oh, that's such a good point. It's, it, that's it, such a good point. This is his comfort zone. Not just comfort zone, this is his zone of genius. This is where he really shines. I think vocally, it, vocally. it shows him up to the best of his ability. Yeah. He, he sounds great on this. And you listen to any of Marillion's more poppy moments. You know, he's a great vocalist, whatever. He will rise to the music, you know. Yes. But there, there are, and this is not any criticism of H, but there are certain types of music 
that his voice is more suited to. And this is why I've sort of said he would have made a great soul singer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because he's got yeah. that soulfulness and he hasn't got the anger that, that rock sometimes requires. Needs, yeah. Um, and that internal anger. Yeah, his voice is like silk. Yeah. You know, rather than, you know, a handful of gravel. Yeah. But... Um, uh, and but like, can I just say, yeah. this song is vocally in his zone of genius and just like to underline that how much I do actually love Throw Me Out. I think Throw Me Out is lyrically in his zone of genius. Like Even though he's calling his ex-wife a psychopath. No. It's, okay. <laughs> no, let's not go back there. I'm winding you up. I'm winding you up. Let's not go there. Right. Half the world. We've moved on. Stay on half the world. <laughs> okay. Do not jump around. No going back. Yeah. Um, I I rank this sort of alongside the likes of Circular Ride, um, the release. That's sort of, it feels like a B-side, one of their their great sort of poppy B-sides that they've always done. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a bit of keyboard in there uh, that reminds me of the old BBC cricket theme. Uh, listeners of a certain age will know what I mean. Um, it's, if I had a knife, I'd play it on this. I'll see if I can do it. <laughs> that oh. anyway there's a bit of keyboard that that's all, that's all i just had to say it because i've always thought it oh. um i like the, the the way it sort of starts with that sort of skittering sort of snare drum the and it's got that shuffle shuffly sort of rhythm at the start which is what reminds me of the somewhere else album um and then it goes into just a nice really lovely catchy yeah. pop song yeah and that's all it is with some of my favourite H lyrics ever where he sings blah, 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 <laughs> which I think I've said it before and it cracks me up because he clearly just went, <laughs> ah, whatever. I, I, can't, I can't find words for this bit. Oh. Uh, he literally sings blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to hand it to him. Uh, that's that's ballsy. That. Yeah. Um, he needs some towel for those balls. <laughs> uh, Don't pour it all over the floor. Now, dare I ask... What does Sanya think this is about? <laughs> okay. Because I know what it's about, and I also know what my interpretation of what it's about is. All right. Okay. So I've got Jesus. three go. possible. Again, I thought this was meanings. so straightforward. So it's giving me. So this is my number one. This is my number one guess. It's giving me vibes of someone wishing someone that they've just broken up with well for their future. Which I think is almost like a perfect follow-up song for Throw Me Out, sorry to mention it again, as like the next chapter in the story. Yeah. So it's like the the following, walking down the timeline, it's the next step. And so this is like <laughs> version two, possible meaning two. I can't tell if it's a sincere, in a sincere kind of way, like... Um, Oh God! You think he's being sarcastic? Yeah, yeah. I can't Jesus tell if it's like sarcastic, Christ. like you know, in like it's not you, it's me kind of way. So he's the one doing the breaking up. It's not you, it's me. You're so beautiful. Anyone would want to be with you, except me. <laughs> so I can't tell whether it's like sincere in that way or whether it's like a, a bit of sarcastic, like in a veil, in a kind of veiled curse. 
well. sort of saying, well, I hope I hope the boy that you choose to live with is never mean, and I hope your thoughts don't drag you down. I hope you don't you don't get insomnia or bad dreams or painful feelings like when you think of me or do I or whether these are the things that he's going through. So he's the one that's maybe suffering and has had insomnia and bad dreams and he's hoping that he's hoping that she isn't feeling the same way but it's kind of like if she is it's a bit of it creates a bit of connection so it's like a little bid for connection with her like he's reaching out sort of saying she caused him pain but he's still got feelings for her he loves her and he's wishing her well but at the same time is he because it it's painful. Oh my God, Sanya, what's up with so you today? Is this, is this a way for him You're so cynical. <laughs> is this a way for him to list all the pain that he's feeling while under oh, a veil of wishing her well, her well? Well, that's not being cynical. That's sort of saying he's going through a painful experience, and so so it's kind of like a bid for connection. Like I hope you're okay, but if you're not, if you're not, I'm not either. So it's a bid for connection that way. So the three possible meanings. One, just like a sincere, I'm wishing you well. I'll just stop you there. Two, the the, the kind of like, well, I'm not, I'm saying I'm wishing you well, but am I? And three, I'm going through all this pain and bad dreams and insomnia. I hope you're not. You don't need to reiterate them. They've just heard you say them all. (laughs) One, it's one. (laughs) It's literally just one. H has even said it's a sincere song about wishing someone well. That's what H says. Okay, there we I go. I believe he's even said that he wrote it for his daughter, Sophie. Oh. Um, but I read it as more for an ex-partner. Right. Okay. So yeah. that's it. Listen, <laughs> I am not going to die on a hill on any of these theories. They're just like little uh, flags, you, you, into, you, toothpick flags. You're trying to make your way up that hill with... Uh, <laughs> threw me out. I'm... Um, they're not sacred cows to me. If you want to shoot them down, it's like whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's that, and I I actually really love the lyric for its sweetness. There's yeah. No cynicism in it at all. Well, that I that I personally can detect. <laughs> um, you know, and I've I've just I just love the sentiment of your girl that half the world could fall in love with. I mean, you know, I mean, it would be nicer to say that the whole world could fall in love with or ninety percent, even eighty percent. Yeah, no, only, only half. Fifty percent. Looking at looking at another way, you're a girl that half the world couldn't fall in love with. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's let's look at it that way. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. See, sarcasm. Uh, but let's be glass half full about this. Yes, let's uh, be glass with the, half full. With the intention that uh, you know. I mean, anyway. can I can I just say, disclaimer, I don't have any kind of personal stake or feelings about any of these lyrics. I'm not judging him for them as a person okay. in any way. Okay. They're poetry. They are. And I'm just offering guesses. They yeah. mean nothing. They mean nothing. Okay. Go ahead. Good. Yeah, I mean, you know, not that you bring your personal baggage to them or anything, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't bring personal baggage to them. We always bring personal baggage to them. Do we? That's how we see the world, isn't it? Uh, Anyway, so yeah, I mean, just, just, it's, it's a simple lyric, but 
again, it's a lyric that somehow suits his voice really nicely. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's hard to sort of explain what I mean by that, but it, it's, I don't know. Anyway, I just, I, I really love this song and I've always loved it. This isn't one that I've kind of revisited here and gone, you know, oh, I didn't realise that. I've always kind of gone, this is, this is one of my favourite pop songs that they've done. Hmm. And that's all it is. It's a pop song. Talking of pop songs, the single. Here we go. Pop song or rock song? <sighs> pop rock. What would you say? I always call it a rock song, really. But it's, I'd say it rock was song. the single. It's oh. uh, so. Are we are we gonna get Lucy'd? That's the question. It well, you're like, not. It sounds like being being drugged. <laughs> you know, so my drink got Lucy'd. <laughs> like someone dropping dropping a Lucy into your drink. Short for Lucifer. Sorry, I didn't mean that about Lucy. From Marillion. Oh, I didn't. Cool. Anyway, uh, let's quickly. Well, you on. like it. Am I correct? No. Oh, you, I still don't like you it. You said you liked it. No, no, I said it had grown on me a bit. I don't like it. Oh. Uh, I, and by all accounts, I know everyone was just sucking up to Lucy, but by all accounts, we're in the Paul, minority. people are allowed to like it, even <laughs> if you don't. They are allowed to have their own opinion that are different to yours. It doesn't mean that they're just sucking up. <laughs> uh, look, I, I, it has grown on me a bit. It's not quite as... Um, abrasive as i used to always think you know i've listened to it a lot of times now i, I it's not that i don't like it, it I, it's more i still don't like his vocal performance on it um i don't uh and again I, it's such a straightforward rock song mm. that it it it's just not what they do Mm. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a little bit catchy. It's got that kind of guitar. Yeah, like I love the guitar. I have riff. to say, um, and it's got more power than some of their attempts at rock songs. Um, but then it it's not as powerful as some others. Uh, you know, there's the, the times that I think they've done it really well, where his where H's voice works with it. You know, I mean, look at all of an hour before it's dark, really, you know. True. Um, also, Hard As Love, which I know not everyone loves as a song, but I think actually his vocal on that works with the sort of heavier music mm. um and you know works on king yeah so they can do it but then sometimes it's it's it might be because it actually i don't know what the tempo of this song is but it's sort of plods it's a rock song but it kind of plods along a bit so it for me it's it's loudish but but lacks a certain energy um, the energy. So you'd that, prefer it to have a faster pace. I think I think it would be more effective if it was up a little bit up more up tempo, like they did do successfully on an hour before it's dark. I was getting comfy. You know that that feels like they kind of got what the formula is there. Whereas this, I don't know. It just feels to me to me leaden. Uh, a leaden vocal and leaden music. But look, I also get why they chose it. See, I have a, I have a quote from H, not from H, Rothers, the other one, the other Steve. Do you want me to give you that? Yes, please. He says, um, it was the only one that sounded straightforward enough to work in, in the single format. It's got the big sing-along chorus and the chorus itself is a phrase that's in common usage, which tends to make for a more immediate sort of song. 
So that one kind of changed itself while it was being written, and it seemed to be an obvious choice to release as a single. Um, but, yeah, again, you know, do Meridian need to release singles, really, um, that, that aren't representative of what they do best? Do they need to do that? I don't know. Uh, look, I don't want to slag it off because I know people like it they clearly like it yeah you slag off holidays in eden no one likes that no one (laughs) likes people out there that like no one like no no no. i have i have read people who have said they like holidays in eden i think holidays in eden is better than this no paul i do you said it grew on you It, it did that shows you how how far down my list of favorite meridian tracks it was i don't think it's i think it's catchy you know, it's sing along If they play it live, I'll happily hear it because, again, as I've stated, I'll listen to anything they want to do now. You know, I'm at that stage with them. Um, you know, particularly if it's a song that doesn't get played very often. This is one they don't wheel out that often. But maybe they don't wheel it out because it's not really what they do best. But then if it was between this and Throw Me Out and, it's, and they played this and you're like, oh, but you could have played Throw Me Out yeah, instead. Yeah, of course. But it... <sighs> I don't think it's distinctive enough as a song. It's not unique enough. Mm. For for me, that's what makes a great Marillion song, is a song that, that can't, couldn't be written by anyone else. You know, this is just them doing a rock song that I think there are a thousand other bands that could write this song. I like it when Marillion do stuff that only they can do. Um, and when they they go down this path and do this, it might be fine. Of course, yeah, it's it's not an awful song, but I think it's an awful Meridian song. But not an awful song. Wow. Okay, they're getting mixed messages, but well, yeah, but that, I think that's clear. <laughs> I don't think it's what what it's not what they so do best. So if you heard this song and then found out it was written by a different band, you'd like it. No, no, I still don't like it. It's not my kind of music because it's just like I don't know. It's like I love hooks in you. I don't know because there's a here's a so here, right, let me let me compare this. No, let me compare this to hooks in you. Hooks in you, it has a sense of fun. Whereas this is, it's got a fun lyric. I think it's trying to be. Yeah, that's what it's I was going to say. Fun not lyric, trying to be fun, but, but musically think, yeah, yeah. it isn't. Uh, whatever key it's written in, or whatever that uh, the tempo is. It sort of feels like it's a song that's got like wearing lead boots. Hmm. It feels like it's wearing lead boots. So it never really gets the chance to sort of break into a run. Um, even when it's sort of at its sort of loudest and most sort of, you know, guitar-y. Hmm. It's, it's still, I don't know, grounded in a, not in a kind of grounded earthy kind of way. It's grounded as in like it's a bird who's had its wings popped off <laughs> oh. um yeah and i've even written in my notes yeah what i said i said h's voice is silk whereas ironically i think this sort of song is the sort of song that fish would sing better because his voice is rather than silk it's razor blades yeah um and it and also it's like wearing silk to play rugby you're not going to get the best out of it <laughs> out of the silk or out of the rugby out of the silk. Well, it probably wouldn't be Wearing very. It probably wouldn't be very good rugby. to play rugby in either because you could end up getting hurt. In either, either what? Well, silk or razor blades. No silk. Wearing silk to play rugby 
one, you're not going to get the best out of the silk because you're going to make it look horrible. Yeah, but it might feel and, nice. And also, it's not going to protect you as well as like moisture wicking sports fabric. Wow, I didn't see that uh, analogy going that way. It's all so, about the moisture wicking, everyone. So silk, <laughs> silk in the right setting really gets to shine, yes. is what I'm saying. Yes, use the right tools for the right job. That's, I think, what you're saying. Um, so, you know, I hope I've, like, uh, conveyed what it is about this song, that why it doesn't work for me. And that's fine that for other people it does work. Yeah. You know, they want something different from me. You know, what what I'm saying is when, you know, when I'm saying it's fine for them to like it, it's fine for them to be... <laughs> you have Paul's yeah, permission it, to like it's it. It's fine for them to be wrong. You know, we can't all be right all the time. Uh, you know, we can't all have like impeccable taste. Uh, and so that's okay. You know, we're all, we've all got our limitations. <laughs> we've all got our limitations. And some of those the people don't understand what's good for them and what isn't. Sanya, what do you think of this song? You hate it, don't you? You hate it. Hate is a strong word, Paul. You I'm do. Sure this I'd was the song, it. don't forget, that you had to come in outside of recording the podcast. <laughs> I, say, I can't. And, I and need so to you, stop now. Yeah. I need a break. Look, don't just because Lucy, we know Lucy listens. Don't, oh, no, 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 no. Don't, don't worry. Back. I'm not going to hide the fact that it's not one of my favourite songs. And I don't enjoy listening to it. And I probably won't return to it of my own accord. Ever again. <laughs> can be helped uh, it does have a single redeeming feature which is the electric guitar at around two minutes 25 which okay. i think sounds pretty cool all right everyone, the end. everyone go and listen to it <laughs> that's it that's, that's all it. you've got to say that's, the, that's it all right do you want to talk lyrics yeah i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna need a i'm gonna need someone else to help me with this because it starts with we need to talk. And then to talk. Which I'm get I'm guessing it's because it is like a fun kind of song. So this we need to talk makes it sound like the person is about to get told off or in trouble or something. But then it morphs into I thank God that you're so fabulously odd. Whatever is wrong with you is so right for me. For some reason I wrote maybe she's a cornfly. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what? Don't know why okay. I wrote that. But um, I mean, I guess it's a way of saying I appreciate how different you are from everyone else, which is nice link back to the theme of previous songs yeah. of divergence from the majority. But aside from that, I don't really know. And I need to know what does we need to talk about the wedding cake in the wetsuit mean? Please enlighten me. Uh I believe the song started from it was something that H said to Lynetta, I think shortly after they met, uh, that he, he just happened to say, whatever's wrong with you, whatever is wrong with you is all right by me. Oh, uh, but okay. Then, explain the wedding cake and the wedding. It's wet just suit. a bit of fun. Uh, it's him like play being playful. That's all it is. It's not a lyric. It's <laughs> playful. Brain does not compute. Well, when I say pop song, brain does not compute. It's a pop song in the sense that it, it hasn't got any deeper meaning. You know, oh, Meridian good. don't do that very often. Me, good. You know, and it's, you know, the Christmas lights in your clothes, the stranger in your kitchen, scissors in the silver foil. I, I You don't need to elaborate. I think they're, they're just sort of, you know, it, it, it it's surreal kind of 
pictures. Well, it's that kind of like, what was that song? Drilling Holes. A bit. I mean, yeah, a bit. A bit. I mean, Drilling Holes was more uh, documenting an actual afternoon that they had. This is just literally just trying to portray some sort of whimsical images. So, you know, yeah. So the, the wedding, wedding cake, cake and the, the wetsuit. Wet I don't know, maybe it's someone dressed in a wet, uh, wet suit where, you know, carrying a wedding cake, which is a weird thing to come home to. You know, <laughs> it's stuff like that. You're truly strange. It's sort well, of saying, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you know, it's so fair right enough. for me. And there's there's nothing deeper to it than that. Yay. So we can move Look, on. I had no weird guesses for that, Paul. Well, thank Isn't God that for that. Lovely? You know, Isn't that lovely? That he's not like attacking the other person by saying there's something wrong with you. No. You're a psychopath. You're a psychopath. <laughs> you didn't understand what I meant by that. You you took that way too personally. I didn't take not... it personally. I just thought you 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 were reading too much into it. That's all. Maybe I didn't explain it sufficiently well. Anyway, um, I think we'll leave it there for this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you know, we've, we've only got it. two songs left. I know, but we want to do a wrap up, so we'll finish off the last two songs next and week. Then next Bye. week, and wrap up the album as a whole, and then we go to Port Zealand. Yeehaw. So it's a good place to sort of stop for this week and then next week we know what exactly what we're doing. That's exciting. Egg exciting. So yes. uh we are doing we're doing a bonus episode for our patrons this week. We're gonna be talking What are we gonna be talking about? Oh well if you're a patron you'll find out shortly. www.patreon.com slash Mr. Biffo. You Give can us sign a up. Give you us can, a teaser. It's and weekend adjacent. Come on, give us another clue. No, because some people might hear me say what it is and go, that's boring. I don't want to sign up to Patreon for one pound a month but just what, for that. But what if they say, oh, I want to know what Paul's opinions are on that. Look, I'm having some opinions on some things on our bonus episode. That's all you need to know. And I won't be because I've had enough opinions. Yeah. For one week. But what I think, yeah, your opinions were. I'm going to go back to being a delight. No, no, have opinions by all means, but just be prepared to debate them. Oh, I'm prepared to them. debate them. Right. So, yes, you can sign up to our Patreon. Um, we're doing a live show for our YouTube channel in the summer. I'll leave a link to the tickets below. You can come along. You might not like it because it's probably just going to be us messing about. It's not Marillion related. related. But we have got some Beyond Pod listeners coming. Did you know that? That is exciting. I only know of one. I know of a couple. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, I know of two. I know of a few. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um... So that's it. Uh, Marillion Weekend coming up. We hope to see some of you there in Port Zealand. If you want to buy a Beampod t-shirt, you can click on our Red Bubble store and you can wear it around Port Zealand and we will know then that you're a listener. We will point at you and laugh and run away. <laughs> you bought our overpriced Red Bubble merch for which we only get seven. Why are I talking cents. about P? Yeah, two, two, two. <laughs> we don't make any money, so just wear it to show your, you know, spread the word. Um, this has been a rambling outro. Right. That's it for this week. All right. Okay, everyone, be safe, behave, be cool. Be no don't be normal. Be Whatever is wrong strange. with you is all right with us. Yes. I, I really. Even if you like the song. The wrapping up that this episode, that was that was a train wreck. Bye. <laughs>